Welcome to this ASMR bedtime show, or maybe not really bedtime show because I'm not in bed. As you can see, I'm in my living room, but I thought I would record it a bit earlier today. And also I thought I would make a video version because it can be nice to have the visuals as well. Uh, last times I did it audio only, but I have to admit sometimes I feel a bit more self-conscious when I see a camera rolling. I'm like, okay, what about the angle and what about do I have to look a certain way, do I have to do a certain way? So sometimes it can be a bit more stressful for myself and I don't even like to be in front of a camera so much to be really honest, but it doesn't matter. And I think the main reason is that I'm very grateful for you patrons supporting me. This means a lot to me. The ones that have been with me for a while or the new ones as well. It's also so great to talk to you guys and get to know you a bit. This is really a great privilege and one of the best things about making these videos and making this ASMR content or whatever. All right, what else? I think today I'm going to mainly talk about what I want to talk about, which is our perception of our own intelligence and why I think I'm not that smart, basically, which sounds a bit negative, of course, but also some how we kind of underestimate the intelligence of many people, I believe. And then also I want to give you some great ASMR, unintentional ASMR recommendations. So I would say, let's start. All right. What I thought about this week is, I guess, intelligence or wisdom and being smart. And it's a bit hard to admit, but maybe you have experienced this as well when hanging out with a friend or with a coworker or with your parents or watching a video on YouTube or something. And you catch yourself thinking, this person isn't that smart. I might actually be smarter than this person. And I know this sounds maybe like an arrogant psychopath or something, but it isn't meant in a negative, narcissistic way necessarily. It's more like believing in a moment that you're maybe intellectually superior because this person might have said something stupid or they didn't know like what's going on in this world. They didn't know much about politics or they revealed their ignorance about some, I don't know, economics or something. So it can be easy to make this mistake to think, oh, this person must be kind of dumb or uneducated and ignorant because they didn't know this. And I do think that in many cases it is a mistake. I just decided I would use my grandma blanket for it to be a bit more comfortable for myself, which I hope you don't mind. I don't usually use this, but right now I feel like using it because it's actually not that warm. The weather has been kind of weird. So in any case, I think it's quite natural that we compare ourselves to others. Uh, maybe it's more of a male thing because males apparently have this innate desire to compete against other men. Uh, we want to figure out where we stand in the social hierarchy and there's this lobster example or most animals do it to some extent and I guess men do it too and probably women do it too to some extent. Uh, also I guess uh, while we're in school it kind of gets 
reinforced and incentivized to compare yourself to others, right? I mean, we get measured against and compared to others all the time when it comes to grades. And sometimes if there are too many good grades in university, too many outliers, uh, it's harder to get a good grade too. So they kind of use a normal distribution and you gotta always kind of measure yourself against those people. So I guess it's on the one hand kind of innate, but also it gets reinforced and incentivized culturally. And also if you're on a sports team, competition is very important. And obviously this also applies to intellect, not only to physical power. And I think it's a two-edged sword because it can be good to measure yourself in a positive way, I guess, uh, with others and push yourself to get better and better at what you do. But on the other hand, I feel that it's, it's dangerous and it's most importantly not always accurate and we might be overestimating our intelligence. Okay, and here's why I think that. For me personally, I know that when I was like 20 years old or something, I think I had the most confidence in my ability or I don't know, at least I feel like at this time in my life I had, I was never like arrogant or really thought I'm the best or something. But I do remember back in the day, I kind of thought, oh, I must be kind of smart or something. But now, 10 years later, looking back at my 20s, I think I was so dumb. I didn't know shit. I was so ignorant. And all my ideas and beliefs were kind of like all over the place. But I did have this confidence that I thought, no, these are correct. And now looking back, it's kind of easy to rectify them and kind of see how they were wrong and I think a reason might have been that I was pretty good at school uh, I didn't really struggle to get good grades and uh, I don't know what the reason is I think it just came easy to me to kind of sit down and study when I had to study I think I did study less than other peers but it wasn't super difficult for me to get good grades or solid grades and I did speak three languages fluently and I did have some, I guess, niche knowledge about history or music theory or whatever. So, and also I was pretty good at remembering some facts that I read in books. But obviously this doesn't mean that I was smart or intelligent or wise. Uh, maybe you could say compared to the average of all people on this earth, I was a bit more book smart or something, but maybe I lacked some other type of intelligence, right? The point I'm trying to make is, I think, I believe we are more ignorant than we think oftentimes. I think we underestimate our ignorance. I think we overestimate our wisdom in many cases. I think, isn't there a word for this Dunning-Kruger effect or something that uh, we don't even know all the things we don't know and this is why we overestimate ourselves. If we knew all the things we don't know, we wouldn't be so cocky and I think that's quite true. And if you observe really smart, high-achieving people, 
uh, it's quite remarkable to me how often they will say, I don't know, I don't know anything about this topic or sorry, I'm ignorant about this. And they often will be kind of self-deprecating when you would think like they should be super cocky and they should really be sure of themselves. Uh, but it's surprising, really, I don't know, maybe even the Warren Buffett types or Peter Thiel or whatever area you choose, where you see people that objectively have a high IQ or like chess prodigies, or also historians, people who are like an encyclopedia of knowledge about history or something, they will be quite eager to admit when they're ignorant about a certain area. And um, I'm quite like suspicious of people who think too fully of themselves and who believe that they know stuff with certainty because there's so little stuff that we really know with certainty. For instance, listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson, this science guy, I think he definitely is smart and definitely above average in intelligence. However, it's quite remarkable how much narcissism is involved there as well. Uh, listening to interviews, uh, it's quite surprising how he doesn't really talk to you and trying to have a good back and forth of ideas. He's basically just looking for that opportunity to shine, it seems to me. He just looks for some prompt for him to start on a long anecdote about the universe and about black holes. And he certainly has memorized a lot of numbers and facts. And then he can sound super smart if he can say, black holes have 10 trillion times more mass than all people combined or something. He has like a whole catalog of these information that he memorized. And basically talking to him is just him going on tangents about these facts that he memorized. And he's just going to put them like, kind of like vomit them onto you without really considering if you want to hear about the mass of the universe or about black holes or the stars. I mean, sure, it's his expert knowledge and that's what he's passionate about. But to me, this isn't what real intelligence and wisdom is. And many times in interviews, uh, I've actually noticed that there's quite a disconnect because people kind of feel that this guy just wants to come off as intelligent. This guy just wants to show how much of a brain he is, but he doesn't really try to talk to me. And that's kind of sad. But again, the real smart and wise people don't need to boost their ego in this way, I feel. They're actually quite playing, playing it, kind of downplaying their intelligence and wisdom and saying, I'm not that smart or I'm just lucky, which is true in many cases. So yeah, on the other hand, people who aren't that smart s seem to be very confident in their knowledge and, and what they know for sure. And I'm especially suspicious of people say, I know this for sure. I know exactly what the problem is with politicians. I know exactly what the problem is with all Democrats. I know exactly what we did wrong with the COVID response. I know exactly the dangers of vaccines. I know exactly, I know exactly that all vaccines are safe. All of these, I get suspicious if people start talking like that because 
I know almost for sure that nobody knows 100%. There's too many variables everywhere. In any case, I was wondering why do we overestimate our knowledge sometimes? I think one of the key points is that we have a hard time seeing cognitive biases in ourselves, but it's actually quite easy to spot cognitive biases in others. This could be like the confirmation bias, for instance, which basically means that you're just looking for information that reinforces the worldview you have anyways, or the beliefs you have anyways. So I think we all know these examples. Let's say our crazy uncle who always sees some conspiracy theories like, oh yeah, the government is in on us or the FBI and there are UFOs everywhere or all politicians are evil, these overgeneralizations. It's quite easy to spot this in others, but in ourselves, we seem to have kind of a blind spot. And I'm probably guilty of this myself. I don't know why that is especially, but it's very hard to self-analyze and also to kind of um, help ourselves. And I think it's true for myself too. It's actually easier for me, easier for me to give recommendations to others and fix their lives than it is to fix my own life. And this is why even very smart and successful people go to therapists because it's very helpful to get this outside in perspective because you're so much, you have this narrow field of view. And in German we say, die Scheuklappen aufhaben. Like horses, you put these blinders on. Yeah, you have blinders on because basically you only see this narrow perspective, but you don't see the big picture. Okay, that's the one thing. Uh, seeing or the ease of spotting cognitive biases in others and the difficulty of seeing it in ourselves. I think the second thing might be that we tend to value knowledge in certain areas more than others, which means probably you have a few areas where you know more than others. Why is that? Because it's interesting to you, because you think that's important. It could be politics. I guess for me, it would be the economy, stock stuff. I probably know more about YouTube and making videos than others, even though I'm nowhere near the pros, obviously. I know more about, I guess, simple psychology than others. I know more about tax rates, I know more about banking industry because of my pre previous jobs. I just know more about certain areas and also some are just more interesting to me. So if someone is totally ignorant about one of these areas, I'm probably going to feel like, why don't you know more about it? Or just, let's say, base level politics. I kind of know what's going on in this world. And I kind of want to know what's going on in this world and what's happening in Israel or in Syria or what's happening in America, uh, who the politicians are. I kind of want to read up about this. And you could, of course, debate how valuable this type of information is. But in any case, other people, however, might think those areas are totally irrelevant, right? And it's their good right to think this way. Some other people might not know anything about politics and the economy, but they might be very smart about cars or about uh, the healthcare industry, stuff that I don't know much about. So I think it can be easy to 
overlook the areas in which other people are very knowledgeable about. Yeah, we might think the stuff that I know most about is also the most important stuff, but who says that's true? And I think this also can be applied to like academic knowledge versus more practical knowledge. I think myself, I'm more of a thinker, more of an academic guy. I don't want to be this way, but it's just the way I am. I just live more in the realms of ideas and uh, abstract thoughts and I guess literature and so on. But I'm actually kind of a dumbass when it comes to changing a light bulb. I guess that's what I'm able to do, but let's say repairing something myself, all the DIY stuff, fixing stuff around the house, um, like suing something, uh, building a shelf myself. I'm a total dumbass when it comes to this. Actually, my girlfriend is 10 times better in all of these things than myself, so we're kind of a good team, I guess, in some way. But it's actually laughably bad how much of an amateur I'm with many practical things. So just because you know about Nietzsche and Kant or uh, about critical race theory or about postmodern ideas doesn't mean you're better than somebody who doesn't care about this stuff, but who's very good at plumbing or something. In any case, what I noticed is this, this guy is dumb effect seems to be much stronger and more prevalent when it comes to entertainment to celebrities who are let's say comedians or influencers and this is actually how i got the idea to make this video sometimes i listen to podcasts let's say with joe rogan or could be anybody really uh, or listen to politicians talk and there are just reading the youtube comments so many people shitting on these people like oh this person is so dumb it's incredible how dumb this person is and I guess when it comes to celebrities who are successful, uh, there is some jealousy who's also part of this, but it just seems to be so obvious and natural to shit on people in entertainment or just in politics or whatever. And I think we vastly underestimate how smart and hardworking a lot of these people are and let me maybe give you some examples yeah let's just say joe rogan not everybody likes him of course and he's a bit of a meathead and sometimes i find him boring too and i don't listen to him so much recently however you have to acknowledge that he is super knowledgeable about martial arts he really knows almost every fight from the last 20 years in almost every martial art. He's really has a surprising ability to recall information in this area. Also, he's a pretty good listener and interviewer, um, or just going back to the martial arts. It's surprising that he's a UFC commentator, like the biggest martial art uh, league in this world. He's the top commentator basically there, and he can easily match professionals like DC or the other Dominic Cruz, Dominic Reyes, the other, um, no, it's, it's another Dominic something, the other co-host with him. Um, 
he's just a natural at it. He's surprisingly good. Before, and he's also a comedian. I think he's not the best comedian, but he's actually a successful comedian also. And before that, he was hosting Fear Factor and he was in some sitcom or something. So he's a quite eclectic person. I think you have to acknowledge that. He knows quite a lot about cars, about hunting, about uh, some base nutrition stuff. He might get some stuff wrong, of course. But if you listen to him, like, let's say, if you listen to hundreds of hours of one person, of course he's going to say some dumb stuff. And uh, I think he's also quite balanced in many ways. He's not too much on the right side or on the left side. And uh, he's just pretty open-minded when it comes to adopting new ideas, which also is to his detriment sometimes. But just what I try to point out is you can't be this successful if you're really dumb and ignorant. Uh, if you really think this is one of the dumbest people in this world and he's just a dumb meathead, you're out of your mind. And I see this on the Joe Rogan subreddit especially. So many people shitting on him like, oh, look at this stupid guy. He's so privileged. He completely lost touch with all people or whatever. That might be true technically, but you can't say that this person is dumb. Let's take some other examples. There's another comedian in this realm and his name is Brendan Schaub. And he was a UFC fighter back in the day and now he has a two or three podcasts. One is um, Fighter and the Kid, the other one is King and the Sting. And then he has um, another one where he talks about martial arts. People shit on him all the time and say he's not a good comedian, he's not funny at all. And I don't like him that much as a comedian either, but you have to acknowledge that this guy actually has a really hard work ethic and he's actually not that dumb. He has a good sen like sentiment or a good intuition for comedy. He is actually super plugged into mainstream entertainment. He knows all the uh, influencers, he knows all the sports people, he's actually quite the um, savant or very knowledgeable when it comes to all sports, be it football, American football or UFC or boxing. He knows all that stuff, even baseball and basketball, he knows his stuff. So just saying this guy is so dumb and he just has CTE, probably he does have some CTE because he also did American football before. but you gotta acknowledge that this is actually a person in the top 10, I guess, of intelligence and being hardworking. You might say I'm just out of my mind, but I think this is true. And the same could probably be said for Kim Kardashian even. I mean, so many people shit on her for being so superficial and so dumb and so cancerous. And I guess you can make a point about her plastic surgeries and what example she is. But saying she's just dumb is, no, you can't be simple-minded and building this empire of entertainment and businesses that she built over the years. And it's so easy to say, oh, she just did this sex tape and now she's a millionaire. How is that possible? No, it's, I guess she was born into this because her mother helped her out. However, she's very smart with many things and uh, you can't be this successful over this many years and stay so relevant if you're just simple-minded and dumb 
no, sorry. And the same obviously goes for Justin Bieber or something. So many people say he's dumb, I hate his music, sure. But he has a good singing voice, he plays good instruments at a young age. And just being famous and remaining famous, you gotta be smart for that. And probably the same goes for a Jimmy Fallon, Conan, most hosts or most entertainers who are on mainstream television, probably even actors or actors, I don't really know if they're that smart because they don't talk a lot. But I mean, Conan, for him, it's obvious he was in Harvard and everything. But I think even Jimmy Fallon or what's the other Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, those are smart people too, because you couldn't do what they do if you're not pretty smart and just playing by the rules and being always in a good mood or playing sketches. You've got to be pretty smart for that. Kevin Hart is really smart too. Uh, the Rock Johnson is really hard too. Uh, all these people that we tend to underestimate um, are much smarter than we think. Why do we shit on them so much? Because probably because we all know them, because we're kind of jealous. Uh, but if we really think that we can just do whatever Kim Kardashian does or whatever The Rock does, I think we're wrong. I think actually, and this is a bit controversial, but I'm going to say it anyways, those people who make it to the top in entertainment and who stay in the top are in the top 10% at least of both intelligence and hard work. You can't remain at a top level unless you're very hardworking or, and you're also intelligent. Intelligent. Uh, with, I guess, athletes, it might be a bit of a different story. I'm not claiming that all American football players are very smart or I'm not claiming that all basketball players are super smart. But even there, the top performers, if you listen to Charles Barclay talk or Shaquille O'Neal, those are actually very articulate people. And I think if you really want to get to the top top, you've got to be intelligent too. I mean, Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan in basketball, those aren't dumb people. I mean, if you look at what they did after they were in their athletic prime, I mean, Michael Jordan is a billionaire now or even take musicians, take Dr. Dre. He wasn't only one of the most famous rappers with NWA and one of the best beat producers. He kept on discovering amazing artists and then beca became a billionaire too with his beats company, which he sold to Apple. So if you want to really be an outlier in any field almost, you've got to be incredibly smart. And it's just so easy to see a small, I mean, we, we don't see that much from Kim Kardashian, right? We only see her Instagram stories and we see the scandals and it's so easy to see like, oh, I could do this as well if I was rich. I could show my ass in the camera, but you don't show all the other stuff that, are, that is behind it. And um, all the years and years of building this brand without revealing too much, I think it's always, we don't even know all the complexities of the entertainment industry. And it's also easy to shit on Hollywood and say it's all BS. Try making a film then. I think it's incredibly hard to make a good rom-com or a good series or something. I mean, the amount of work and iterations that goes into this, it's ridiculously hard. Or even being a good YouTuber. I mean, you probably don't even know how the 
all the complexities of even having the audio work out good or having like the video turn out good i mean the cost of everything that's probably this dunning kruger too we don't even know how difficult a lot of this stuff is and this is why we think those people are dumb yeah i think my point to summarize it again we vastly underestimate the intelligence and hard work that goes into being a successful entertainer i mean those are the top one percent we don't even get to see the top the 99% who do try to be like Kim Kardashian or The Rock or a famous rapper or Migos or whatever but they kind of fail why because probably because they're not lucky but probably also because they're not as talented and intelligent and hardworking as those people at the top that's true too it's not a perfect meritocracy but this doesn't mean that those people at the top, who of course were lucky, but they were also super hardworking and intelligent enough to seize those opportunities. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm just kind of appalled sometimes by people just shitting on Kevin Hart or especially maybe also Joe Rogan or something, just saying he's a meathead, he's super dumb. No, he's not super dumb. I think there are some areas where we maybe kind of overestimate how smart people are though when it comes to authority people in our early life. When I think back about school, I kind of realize and also talking to friends, hey, our teachers were kind of dumb. Like some of our teachers in high school were obviously kind of mentally ill. And we had this one chemistry teacher, a male guy who told us that women are physically superior to men and then one of my friends pointed out that it's actually not true. Men are, if you look at the records, they're faster in most sports and physically stronger. But the chemistry teacher honestly told us this is a complete lie. And he was kind of bullying this guy for the rest of the year. And it's crazy how social pressure works in this environment. And when we're young, we think our parents are gods and teachers are gods. And we kind of grow out of it, right? And the same probably goes for politicians. I think we might underestimate politicians too because we don't understand the complexities of being in that system. And I think you can't be totally dumb to rise to the top there. And you've got to have some ambition. However, if you listen to them talk for a longer time, and most of them, we don't even hear them talking for hours and hours, you kind of realize that actually this person is kind of dumb. At least that's the case in Germany, and probably it's kind of true for the US as well, and for Switzerland too, I guess, to some extent. A lot of those people who came into these positions just came there because they wanted power, and they were smart enough to play the game in the good way. But I think they're not necessarily intellectually the best people, and also, I guess they're pretty well-spoken, that's their main talent. However, and pretty charismatic in some way. However, what they definitely seem to lack is organizational knowledge, like the knowledge to execute on projects. Being a good project manager, I guess, is a very different set of skills than being a good speaker. I mean, just looking at Germany, for instance, when there was this catastrophe in Fukushima where they had an atomic reactor go bust, we basically decided, hey, we want to stop all of our atomic reactors too. We want no nuclear power anymore. Even though our nuclear re reactors were among the safest in the world. 
and we didn't really have an alternative yet and we never really had this type of situation we said no we got to go full green now we got to go full renewable energies the problem is we can't really cover what we need in electricity with our renewable energies we don't really have a lot of sea or a lot of wind so we tried to do that and we had a terrible system for doing solar we totally screwed up everything when it comes to solar energy we got rid of our nuclear power what we kept is the worst of all energy forms it's coal so we still have some coal going on which is the worst and worst when it comes to pollution now we have the highest electricity prices in all of europe and also we have to buy um, our electricity from france or from austria because they still have, or other countries, because they still have their nuclear reactors, right? So it's kind of a, that's how we do stuff oftentimes. So uh, how is it keeping us safe if we get rid of our nuclear reactors, if just a few kilometers away in all of our neighboring countries, they still have nuclear reactors? It doesn't make any sense. And the same could be said for so many things, like let's say, uh, now with COVID, because we screwed up most things with the vaccines and testing people, they basically said everybody can be testing people and they don't have to prove that they're testing people. Just send us the list with, with the amount of people you tested and we're going to give you the money. I mean, obviously, there are some people who scam the system and just make up people they test and they get millions and millions of funds that they get from the state and due to our very strict um, privacy laws nobody is able to check this really so it's it's all kind of insanity so i guess when it comes to politicians uh, maybe we do kind of overestimate how smart they are i think a lot of people think it's all a conspiracy those people want to establish the fucking the big secret state it's all the Bilderberger Illuminati or something maybe there's some of that maybe it's the Rothschilds controlling everything I don't really believe in those conspiracies but I generally think that don't attribute to malice what you can attribute to pure ignorance when it comes to politics so I generally assume that people in politics screw up because they're ignorant and because they have their biases instead of thinking that they're just evil and they want to destroy the whole world and that they want to control the, the whole world. That does exist, but I think more common is just pure incompetence. Yeah, I think all in all, it's quite rare to find people who are really competent at what they do. But still, I think it's a healthy attitude to kind of underestimate your own knowledge and wisdom. And one thing I wanted to add, and I'm kind of, I guess, proud of that, I never shit on people. I never was, like, overly confident, even back in the day in my 20s, I guess, when I thought I was kind of smart because I had good grades. I never made fun of anybody, and I never vocalized that, oh, I guess I'm smart. I guess that's good about having kind of generally low self-confidence and high kind of self-doubts that you're never going to fall into that trap. I guess that's basically my message to myself, first and foremost, and maybe to you if you're still listening. Uh, I think it's healthy to kind of think I'm kind of a dumbass, because let's be honest here, compared to all the stuff we could be knowing, 
We just know so, so little. And I guess our brains are too small to just have all this information. I think we should also be more mindful of other types of intelligence. Don't overwhelm, I mean, if you're like me, don't overvalue like academic knowledge. If somebody knows, like memorized all types of facts about history or geography or space or technology, it doesn't make them smart. I have more respect today for people who have their shit together, who take care of their family or whatever, or themselves at least, and who maybe have some practical skills like, hey, I'm able to cook a good dinner. I'm able to fix something if something goes wrong. I think most of these things, I can, I can make my taxes. Most of these things are more, more useful than some vague niche academic knowledge that makes you seem cultured, but it's just not that useful. And I don't care about looking cultured now, honestly. If there's somebody asking me like if I know about some kind of highbrow culture, I usually say, I don't know, I don't really care. And I don't want to pretend anymore that I care for theater. I don't like theater, to be honest. I don't like the opera. I like some classical music, but a lot of it I don't like. I don't like Mozart. I think Mozart sucks. Mozart sucks. Bach is pretty cool. Brahms is pretty cool. Handel is pretty cool, but Mozart sucks. And uh, Giovanni is pretty cool, whatever. Um, now I'm trying to be a smart ass again, you see. Uh, I think we shouldn't, yeah, this, this narcissism is annoying and it doesn't help anybody. And yeah, in case you're thinking you could easily become an influencer or like a comedian or something, just try it. I think you're gonna notice how hard it is. And maybe we should give those people a bit more respect because it's incredibly hard to be an entertainer and to be a movie star maybe even i guess being the actor is not that hard some of these people are dumbasses but being a director so hard steven spielberg or something he must be a genius or uh, all of these people i have tons of respect for them because i think i'm at least wise enough to know how dumb i am and how much i don't know that's basically what i'm trying to say okay i think that's what i wanted to say all right as i said i wanted to share some great unintentional asmr with you that i've very much enjoyed this week and there are three different creators that i reached out to and they were kind enough to get back to me and actually allow me to feature their videos on my unintentional asmr channel so i'm very stoked about that um, because as you know, I generally try to reach out to the creators and ask them for permission, obviously, and tell them that my channel isn't monetized and so on. And so these aren't really big, super famous creators, but I love them still. And the first one is Colleen Faisal, I think. Colleen is her name. She is based in California and she's a guitar amp technician. I just love her so much and I love her voice and I love the way she repairs stuff but I have so much respect for how she repairs these super complex looking amps. I mean I'm going to show you some moments from her but it looks so complicated. I mean looking inside of those amps I have no idea how this works. She has to, uh, it looks, yeah. It looks like rocket science to me. I have no idea how that's possible. So I think this is, I think this girl is super badass. 
I, I'm kind of in love with her, number one. And number two, I think it's quite relaxing. So here's some moments from her. Hey everybody, welcome back. I know it's been a while since I've put out a video, but y'all have been keeping me real busy with your amp repairs. I've had a lot of you bring in amps locally and a couple shipped in, so I really appreciate all of the support. It's in all original condition and cosmetically it's in beautiful shape. The amp is a circa 1940 Gibson EH-185. So the cabinet is in great shape. We've got the original handle beautiful pinstriping down the front. The Tolex is in very good shape um, for being from 1940. There's a little wear here, but that's about it. We still have the pretty Gibson hardware here. Yeah, I mean, this is really special. And then coming in from the back here, we have the amplifier itself. Two prong power cord still, we'll be changing that. I mean, the control panel is like flawless. Wow. I mean, completely original. So, obviously, I'm going to be changing these two caps and this cap. Um, I have not tested the amp yet because I don't even want to turn it on. A lot of the times I would turn it on with the Variac. Um, but in this case, I'm just going to immediately change these filter caps and then reevaluate. Jules Bert. He has a sci-fi channel, many cool niche ho hobbies and magazines and also some Star Wars stuff. And I love his channel. And here are some moments which I found super relaxing. Hello and welcome to today's video. So this time we got out perhaps my biggest Star Wars item, at least that I can think of, and that is the original um, Imperial Shuttle. I mean, Blimenek. What an iconic, iconic piece. Where you start to see like signs is sort of that um, that split there in the box, and I am very much considering whether it's worth putting some sort of tape inside just to straighten it out a little bit potentially. Um, if you look on this side here, so so anyway, let's uh, let's get on and uh, start the cleanup. So initially, all I'm going to do is take all the little little pieces and uh, run my toothbrush over it and this will just lift off any uh, any bits of dust and dirt that's gone into sort of any of the, the crevices which the Star Wars ships are famous for aren't they let's be honest. Um, I could do this under sort of warm soapy water but this one isn't actually dirty like that there's a few little stains. Now I'm going to do the same to this side as well and 
rather than spray the actual pieces direct, I'm just going to pop it onto this soft cloth and just try to take off a bit of the yellowing and aging which has happened to this plastic because I suppose ultimately it's just what's going to happen, isn't it? Plastic ages and this plastic is, well, I guess, you know, it's 40, 40 years old now, almost, not quite, but almost 40 years old. The iconic vintage place set. I mean, it really is fantastic in every way, isn't it? Just superb. I've had to pull all the way out just to get it in. Um, but it really is fantastic. If I sort of angle it around a little bit here. I mean, imagine having that one if you were a youngster, right? I mean, it would just be uh, fantastic, wouldn't it? To have had one of them in your collection. Just incredible. Absolutely incredible. I always remember seeing... I mean, you see them all the time now, but I always remember seeing dioramas with... Uh, one of these in and then you know hundreds of stormtroopers and the emperor and darth vader you know sort of walking down in recreation of that scene from return of the jedi absolutely amazing if we uh load up the side wings here like so so that's if it was uh flying it truly is a great Great, great ship, isn't it? I mean, there's no two ways around it. All right, and number three is Dian Dual Pen. He has these videos about penmanship, kind of niche too, but I like his voice, I like how he's writing. And he was super kind too, his name is Diego actually. And I love his channel, so here are some moments from his channel. Hi friends, welcome back to another video on practical penmanship. Today we're going to be talking about how to take the whole arm movement drills that we talked about in a previous video and how to apply those to handwriting. So we can combine these two letters in the Palmer Method handbook on business handwriting. One of the first words he recommends you practice is the word mine. And if small movements with those larger muscles are too difficult, you can write bigger. So for example. So you can really begin to exaggerate some of the movement coming from the larger muscles in the arm. Another way to implement some of these drills, the compact oval drill translates well to the round characters, such as the letter A. So you can just practice the circular motion. All right, I think this was it. Thank you so much for listening to me and thank you so much for being my patron and supporting me. I very, very much appreciate it. And just so you know, um, next Friday, we're gonna be on vacation for like two or three weeks probably going to go to France. We don't even know exactly because of the COVID situation, but we're going to travel with our Volkswagen van. Really looking forward to that. And I think I'm going to be able to make some cool videos from France or wherever we go. But we actually initially wanted to go to Wales, but it's super tough now with restrictions to even get to UK. So we probably, if we can, we'll go to France, to Bretagne, 
that's um, a part in the I guess the north west more or less um, cities like Rennes or something but it's a pretty mild climate it's not super warm um, and we're not really going to go to like a beach vacation it's more like going to small cute villages finding kind of cool castles and small and hopefully also finding some spots to sleep in actually so probably we're going to be staying at a airbnb at some point as well but mostly sleeping in the car semi-legally let's just say but this is going to be awesome but um i'm still going to prepare some um newsletters and videos but also some videos for here for you guys my patrons because i care about you guys so in any case i'm gonna be if you're writing me a message on patreon or something i might be a bit less responsive just so you know but in any case i'm looking forward to that and i think it's gonna be cool thank you so much for listening to me tell me what you think about what i just shared maybe it's nonsense but in any case thank you so much and talk to you soon